Yes, people, we are live at the Albert JTV household. Match review time. Arsenal 1, Brentford 1. But before we get into it, people, let's hit that intro. Footballing community, you should know what to do by now. Like, share and subscribe. Welcome back to Albert JTV. A social media platform. Know what you're talking about. And what I mean by that is... Goals, ESR and Saka have done well. They've done okay. They've done well. Yes, people. Once again, welcome back to Albert JTV for this Sunday afternoon match review. So, yeah, Arsenal 1, Brentford 1. Two points dropped at home, in my opinion. People, as I like to say... Obligatories, obliterate that like button, share on all media platforms, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook going live at the moment. So yeah, happy Sunday, people, man, after um, the, the day before, should I say. So yeah, we, um, we draw against Brentford, people. Going into the game, uh, for me, I prediction-wise, I went for Arsenal to sneak it 2-1. I, I thought the game would be tough, if I'm being honest with you. And, and that's irrespective of what the results before, uh, losing to Everton and obviously losing to City in the Cup. Uh, Brentford unbeaten in nine games going into that game yesterday against Arsenal. Mini form, four wins out of five, one, four wins out of five, so one draw in, 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 the, in the games. So they, they've been on form. Listen, they've had some good results this season and that, that shouldn't be forgotten. I know us as Arsenal fans, we're in a position in the league where we've not been in for a long, long time. So... The expectation from us, from us as fans when we go into these games where they are must wins, particularly when you're at home as well. We've got a good, we've got a good record at home. Um, the problem we have at home, which has been documented, maybe not enough, is that we don't keep too many clean sheets. And that's the problem. We've only had two, um, Newcastle at home and Nottingham Forest at home. Um, we've conceded in every other single game and I think that's the problem. We've got away of it because we've conceded and we've gone on to win important games of football at home and we and we set the tone and, and the precedent for when teams come to the Emirates, they can't come here and, um, you know, dominate because we are, we are a very good possession-based football inside where we're going to dominate possession for, you know, 50, 60, 70, maybe even 70% at the time when it comes to the play. But... Teams are not stupid. And um, I've heard people talk about the blueprint of how to play Arsenal. And I get it after watching the game in particular as Everton last week, because I think what disappointed me from that game was when, when I watched it back is that it just came across to me like Arsenal just weren't prepared for whatever and we're going to bring to them. And I think teams have seen that. They're going to sit back. They're not going to take it to Arsenal and come on the front foot, particularly when they come to the Emirates. They're not going to do it. You saw that with the Newcastle game, but so I knew Brentford would be tough, and it was actually a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so we break it down. So we go into the first half. I think Arsenal are going to have to get used to the fact that when we play these home games now um, for the remainder of the season, particularly in the Premier League, a lot of teams are going to sit off us, sit off us, even if they are decent footballing teams. Brentford are, by the way, very good football inside when they're at home at the Brentford Community Stadium. But teams are not going to come to us and open up. They're just, they're just not. And they know if they can keep within the game within the first 15, 20 minutes and not concede, they've got a good chance. 
Um, I think what's what sort of concerned me, and it'd be interesting to know when you people watch this back live, or when you're watching it now live, or you may watch the stream back, is I thought yesterday we was way too easy um, in terms of Brentford just breaking through us. Yeah, they're going to hit us in the counter. Um, Brian in Burmo and um, and Ivan Tony got very, 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 very good um, relationship. Um, they had the three boys in midfield. Is it Norgard? Is it Janvelt? And who's the other guy's name again? Um, Jensen. They they what they cut off the spaces in terms of the midfield area, and we couldn't really penetrate centrally. We couldn't. Um, if you remember any clear cut chances in the first half, I didn't see them, and I don't remember them. Um, and yeah, we struggled even from the wide areas. Um, fair play to um, Ruslev Ruz and Rico Henry. They were proper solid. Rico Henry is a good fullback, man. Very underrated fullback, by the way. I have to give him a shout for Brentford. Very, very good. Um, Martinelli has obviously struggled in recent weeks, and you know he wasn't fantastic yesterday. Um, there's there's not there's a contributing factors as to why that might be, but I'm sure we'll touch on it sort of going more into the stream. But um, people, when you do join, just drop us just drop a hello. I don't want to ignore my um, my audience, man, but. Yeah, you know what? We was very fortunate, I thought, um, in that first half, not to be at least maybe even a couple of goals down. Maybe one goal at, at, at worst, because Brentford had some very good chances. Um, Ivan Tony's at the crossbar. Um, I think Ben Mee had a header cleared off the line. I also think there was another chance also in the first half. So it, it wasn't, for even for the possession that we had, Brentford had the better chances. They absolutely had the better chances. They 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 counted on us, like I said, far too easily. Um, and we had fleeting moments in the first half where the build-up play was patient. Um, we we got to the final third areas, but again, as you say, what clear-cut chances do we actually have? I mean, even if you re, re even if you rewatch the game and watch it back, we didn't have any clear-cut chances. We didn't. Um, and that that was disappointing, but I think for the fans that was going to the game yesterday, and even the Arsenal fans that didn't go, probably thought Brentford would be a tough game, but they expect Arsenal to come through because we're in a rich vein of form. We've only lost two games this season. Um, in all our London derbies, other than yesterday, we've won, um, and we haven't lost. So I, I understand the optimism, but I, again, as I say, Brentford are no mugs. They've consolidated themselves in the Premier League after their first season. They picked up some fantastic results this season. Like I said, they went to the Etihad and won. There's not too many teams that are gonna that have done that this season and are going to do that this season. We still got to go there, even though we've got the game coming up on Wednesday. So um it's gonna be tough, man. Um I think with Arsenal fans, what I thought I'd touch on more in the second half is and obviously the VAR decision as well. Wow. Um what a weekend. Not just our game, other games as well. I've seen the incidents back now. I, I, I cannot believe what I'm watching, but I'll, I'll come back to that in a bit. But um, I'm talking to say it's gone out of my head. But no, um, yeah, so we sort of, the, 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 I was going to say, I was going to come back to the second half, but in terms of the actual Arsenal, um, I think most Arsenal fans, <laughs> take away the fact of the social media aspect of it, particularly Twitter, knew that there's going to be bumps in the road in terms of Arsenal's course of the season. And and also even more so because we're going for it, we're in a title race, we're going for the league title. 
there, there were going to be performances and, and, and certain games where we are going to drop points. It, it just depends on how the team's going to bounce back. Um, us as Arsenal fans, of course we feel in type. Of course we're, you know, we're going to have our opinions and be disappointed. I was disappointed. I, I saw it as two points dropped. And, and that's with the greatest of respect to Brentford, honestly. But, you know, your home games, you know, five points ahead, game in hand. Um, you get the home win, it's eight points ahead. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it puts a lot of emphasis on City. It puts a lot of emphasis. It puts a lot of emphasis on City to having to, they have to come to the Emirates and win anyway. But I think the difference with, um, actually, let me come back to the City game. I'll come back to it a bit more. Let me stay on track with the um, Brentford game. So, yeah, I thought it was fortunate to go in at halftime, um, nil-nil, to be honest. I thought Brentford had the better chances and should have scored, to be honest with you. I thought T Ivan Tony was excellent, man. Um, he was strong, strong lad, man. Strong boy. Um, Sleeper had, he, 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 if you wanted an introduction to um, dealing with, you know, very good strikers in the Premier League. He got that yesterday. Um, I thought he gave us endless problems physically. Tony has got good build-up play, can bring others into play, um, and obviously can score a goal himself, um, which he which he did yesterday eventually. But yeah, Arsenal make the sub and bring on Trossard. We started actually quite sharply, I thought, in the second half, which we normally tend to do. But I actually thought Brentford actually quickly kind of established himself back into the game in the second half in the first 10, 15 minutes. But um, for me... The he's do you know what we made the substitution, brought on Trossard. Um, and again, you know what? I thought he did really, really well. I thought he was done really, really well. Um, and I think that was the one period where I can remember us actually penetrating Brentford in behind. Very, very good play with, with Saka and uh, Martin Erdegaard. Very good anticipation um, from Trossard. I think it was Eddie. If I've got it right, people, Eddie and Ketia um, knocked the ball across, I think. And listen, we needed that goal. Um, we got the goal. I think it was on 59. Was it on 65 minutes, I think? So after that, you got, you know, you got sort of 25 minutes to try and see out the game or we'll get a second goal and manage it. But at that point, that was a massive, massive, massive goal. Massive goal. And... Um, it was a tough afternoon at that point. We hadn't really got behind Brentford at any point in the game. Like I said before, in the first half, it's kind of repeat pattern. We found it difficult to break them down in the wide areas because I thought Rico Henry and and is, is it Ross felt dealt very well. I thought Pinnock was excellent for them at centre back. And Brentford and Ben Me, obviously, he's you know he's a usual suspect. He's he's very experienced in the Premier League and you know his time at Burnley and he's done he's had a very very good season at Brentford. So they dealt with us, but. We had the one bit of moment, a bit of quality where we got in behind them and we got the goal to go one new up, which was key. And from that point then on, for me, it was how Arsenal are going to see out this game whilst trying to win one nil or maybe even get the second goal. But um, I don't particularly think we defended that great. Yes, I think there's been a few, there's been a couple of games where we haven't defended that well, to be honest. And um it showed yesterday on quite a few occasions, to be honest with you. Um, and then, lo and behold, on I think it was the 72nd or 73rd minute, um, this happens with Ivan Tony scoring. Um, I've I, I got to be honest, I don't know what you guys feel in the chat when you watch this back or on Facebook Live or on a Twitter feed now. I was very, very disappointed with the goal we conceded. Now, I look at it two ways. Brentford deserves to be back in the game. 
because I thought they had the better chances. But I look at the Arsenal goal we conceded, man. I, I, there's serious questions that have to be asked, man, because to me, you've got, I would say, there must have been at least three stroke, possibly four phases of play where Arsenal didn't win the first ball and they didn't win the second ball. And you've got to defend better than that. You didn't pick the guy up at the far post. Ball's in the air two or three times. We still don't deal with it. Ramsdale comes flying out of the goal, doesn't get the ball. And then we're 1-1. Um, I just, I, 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 I don't mind. Listen, I've got nothing against the team ripping us open and, and penetrating through us or an unbelievable delivery of a free kick into the box. But I don't think that was the case for the Brentford guys. I thought it was a very, very poor goal to let in. Um, and we actually had the warning sign before we conceded. Um with the um it was with the Ivan Tony chance um about 10 minutes after the um start of the second half where he's knocked the ball wide then we got opened up again there but yeah the goal was a very very poor goal um and as i mentioned before um we struggled to keep clean sheets at home um that needs to improve listen we, as, as i said there's going to be games where we're going to struggle this season but for me defensively i thought it was a, I thought it was a very poor goal to concede not good enough for me, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Um, and to be honest with you, with the game at 1-1, it was absolutely delicately balanced. Um, we made a few more substitutions, um, but I always thought there was almost a point where I think many years gone by in a game like that for Arsenal, we could even have lost that. Um, and I get it, two points dropped 100%. I, I think it was, personally, and, and I stick by that. And that's nothing to, to discredit Brentford because I thought they was, they was absolutely brilliant. Um, the way Ivan, Tony and Burmo could link up and Tony was just excellent, strong and defensively, they was very, very good. And like I said, midfield-wise area, they didn't, let, they didn't let us really penetrate them at all. But yeah, before I let me sort of go back, because obviously we had the contention with the goal. Um, I actually wasn't aware of this at the time because I was out um, enjoying myself, enjoying myself in a night out in central London. But um, one of the boys put in my, my group chat that I run that, um, in terms of the mistake that was made in terms of not drawing the line, in terms of the goal actually being offside, no guard was offside. And you just, you, you couldn't make this up. Um, let, let's, let's be honest, let's be frank and let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's be as transparent as we can be in terms of the officiating in this country. It's been spoke about for quite a few years, to be honest with you. And I can't remember what major tournament it was. I've said this before and, I, and I'll continue to say it again. I don't, I don't know what major tournament it was, but there was a, a, a tournament where there were no English officials at one of the major tournaments. And there was a reason for that because they're not good enough. They're, 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 they're trash. I'm sorry, that has to be said. I mean, and yesterday, I, I, again, I wasn't aware because I was at work uh, so I didn't get to go to the Brentford game, unfortunately. Um, but I did obviously watch it. I'd finish work in time to get them and watch it. But obviously I was made aware that there was quite a few other decisions in terms of the Brighton Palace game and, and the West Ham Chelsea game. I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I genuinely can't. And you have to bear in mind, these mistakes are happening. And actually the mistakes are getting worse with technology. How can it be getting worse? You couldn't make this stuff up. I was going to say something else, um, but I'm not going to swear. But you can't. You cannot make this up. 
And I think the problem you've got is you've got the likes of a, a Brighton who's chasing European football and you get decision like that. Um, or the incompetence um that was that that was that was shown. I mean, I couldn't believe the the the, the, the you know Grand Potter mentioned it as a good save by Suchek. I said, I said, wow. Um, I even saw the Ian Wright Instagram post he put, he just he, he sat there bereft because you're sitting there watching football and you're thinking to yourself, we're told week in, week out that we have the best league in the world, one of the richest world, richest leagues in the world. We're one of the probably the last sports, to be honest, that got technology in to improve the game. Cricket, cricket was years ahead. Rugby union, rugby league was years ahead. Um, football was very resistant to any sort of change, um, which really should be for the positive. But for some reason, in this league, and let's be honest, even before VAR got introduced, the, the refereeing standards in this country were abysmal. Um, Howard Webb is probably thinking, oh my God, and I came into this. I knew it was bad. I didn't realise it was this bad. Graham, not Graham Paul, sorry. Um, what's your name again? Howard Webb? It is that bad. Um, the officiating sucks. Um, let's be quite frank and quite honest. There's going to be more decisions over weeks that's going to happen where VAR is going to be questioned even more and the, the people actually operating it. Um it's 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 disastrous, and I and I'm really struggling to find words where I don't swear because, you know, this this Arsenal going for a title race here. They win that game yesterday. Yes, you can talk about Arsenal were poor and they were this and they were that and they couldn't break Brentford down. And but when you have a goal scored against you, that should be chalked off. That is a massive massive problem, and let's be honest, right? What's going to happen? Is someone going to get fired? Are they going to be given gardening leave? Are they going to stop refereeing for a few games? Are they going to be demoted to what? The Championship League 1, 2, whatever you... What's the repercussions for some of these guys? There's none for the officials. That's the problem. So like I said before, when we knew Howard Webb was coming to be the new, the new guy to head the PJMRL, and thank God Mike Riley's gone. Well, I hope he's gone anyway. I'm not too sure if he has. I think he has. After too many years at the top of, of the, you know, the, the official and the referee and the head of refereeing. Um, the two, my two words were to, were to Howard Webb was good luck. When we heard I was getting, when I heard he was getting the role, because you're going to need it. Um, and unfortunately, and it's not going to, I don't take no pleasure in saying it, it's going to get worse. Um, and something, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what could happen because, these are high stakes now. We're in the second half of the season and mistakes, this, you know, video technology was brought in to alleviate these kind of mistakes from happening. And I think the issue is particularly more so when you're getting offsides wrong, then you've got a major, major, major problem. Um, but listen, it's done now. We've got a point. We're six points ahead. City are playing at home to Villa. I don't think that's a give me for City the way their season's gone and players leaving and Pep's interviews and the FFP um, um, issues that are going on with City. There's a lot going on at that football club. And who knows, Villa could take advantage today. You know, Emery's done a very, very good job since they've come in. I think they were only, Villa were only, Villa was second in sort of like a form guide of point, uh, points behind Arsenal in, in, in sort of recent form. So em Emery's done a good job. Obviously, they 
took a defeat in the, the Midlands derby between um, between Villa and Leicester last year. I, I didn't see Leicester winning that, if I'm being honest, but particularly away from home, but they turned them over. And obviously Spurs got turned over yesterday, so I feel a little bit better. But um, <laughs> yeah, listen, we take the point. Um, am I happy with it? Absolutely not. Um, am I happy with the performance? No. Um, I've seen some of the headlines in some of the um, <laughs> some of the newspapers. Um, mini crisis um, of, of Arsenal being found out, and I was listening to Melissa Reddy on um, on Sky Sports News, which is which was, which happened not too long ago, and um, she spoke about Arsenal. And I thought she actually spoke pretty well about them, um, and she actually spoke about the media, even though she's part of it. Let me go to the chat quickly. Uh, Matthew Ball, what are you saying, Matthew? Good afternoon, mate. Players and managers had to speak to the media after the game, so they are held accountable for their performances and actions. When are the officials going to make it the same? I don't think they will, you know. And, and you know, the thing is, with the whole um, Mafia, I don't know if you're into, like, what other sports you're into, but particularly rugby union, and I think rugby league as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, people. You can hear what the referees are saying. You can hear what the VAR officials are saying. So the the people in the who are operating the the you know the video technology in the studio or the, the wherever they are when they do rugby union you can hear you can hear the open dialogue you can hear the open dialogue when with cricket the review system why does that not happen in football why why are they never held to account the reason why the the, the likes of the rugby union um, the rugby rugby league and rugby union and the cricket when it comes to when it comes to technology with them is is you can hear what they're saying you can hear what they're discussing with football as fans when we go to games we're in a, we're in a position where we're thinking what's going on because they're not explaining as to what's being sort of what's being shown or what's being said um but yeah i i re referees are never going to come out um people have asked that for years people have said it for years but that's not going to happen but it's again like you say, mate. What's the repercussions? There's none. Demoted, you know, garden leave. They don't next referee the next Premier League game. It's not good enough. Um, remember a few years ago when I don't know what season it was, I have to go back in the archives, history books, when Bolton Wanderers went down in the Premier League. I think they had a game, they had a particular Premier League game. I think off the top of my head, there was a home to Everton. And they scored the goal, Bolton, and the ball was over the line. And because at the time we didn't have video, video technology, that actually proved pretty crucial in them going down. Um, and now we've got the technology, and it's got worse. Wow. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say, man. I, I really, really don't. Um, but yeah, this is not going to be a long one. 23 minutes in, so I want to go and enjoy the rest of my Sunday. And people, much love to you, man. Big up to people in the chat who, who did come. And when you watch this back, um, it's much appreciated. Um, so yeah, listen, City on Wednesday. I'll be there at the game. Um, looking forward to it. Pressure games is what footballers want. It's what football's made of. Is you ask any professional footballer, they want to play in the big games. They 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 like the pressure. We certainly have that on Wednesday, irrespective of City's result today. For argument's sake, let's say they go and win you know, uh, three points behind going into that game on Wednesday. It's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable atmosphere. The Arsenal fans, I put a rallying call out to you, and I probably don't need to tell you this anyway, but we need to absolutely make that Emirates Stadium an absolute flipping cauldron. 
We need to really, really ramp it up in there come Wednesday night. Bring your lozenges, bring your strepsils because you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to need it. We need to get behind our team because at the moment, let's be honest, our form's not great. Yes, you can talk about we lost two game league games this season. Yes, you can talk about teams are going to sit back and have low blocks. It's up to Arsenal to break these teams down. It's up to them to be. I like to see Arsenal a little bit more flexible. Switch Saka Martinelli over. Um, yesterday, I see that he bought on Vieira and took off Shaka. People were kind of probably expecting that to be the case the week before against Everton. A bit more of a change up. Um, be a little bit, little bit more flexible. Hopefully, Mikel will do that a bit more. That's what I'd like to see personally. I don't know what you guys think in the chat and when you watch this back, but that's what I'd like to see a little bit more. But yeah, listen, big game on Wednesday. I think the difference with this game against City, which is going to be the biggest, biggest difference when we play most of these teams, is City are not going to sit back. City will open up. Um, it will work in our favour. Uh, we played a fantastic game against them last year on New Year's Day, but we lost the game. Results matter. Big game of football. If we don't lose. If we don't win the game, you mustn't lose it. Then they cannot gain ground on us. But it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Can't wait for the game. Um, I'm going to bring my lockets just in case as well, in case it gets a bit, it gets very, very raucous in there, which it will do. Massive game. My gut instinct, people. Um, I think we'll get a draw. I think we'll get a draw. We do have enough to beat them. I generally believe that. Um, I think there were small positives we could have taken from the cup game, particularly in that first half against City. Still a very good side, despite their struggles. They've still got some fantastic players. Um, defensively, we need to be a lot better than what we've seen in the last three games, because otherwise City will tear us apart, um, particularly with Haaland there as well. And Kevin De Bruyne, who's not played the last couple of games. it be interesting to see if he plays today for City. Um, tactical reasons last time, apparently. Who knows? But I'm not a Man City manager. But people, much love. I'm going to log out. 26 minutes in. Um, drop your comments down below when you watch this. I'll put this out on my audio, on my Spotify and Anchor, so you can hear my glorious Sunday afternoon dulcet tones. <laughs> I want to emphasize a dulcet. Um, but yeah, people. Um, there's people in the chat quickly. It's Matthew. Matthew, thank you, brother. No problem. Appreciate it, man. Roland Wednesday, 100%, mate. Uh, massive game. Um, looking forward to it. Um, I know some Arsenal fans are going to go into that game with trepidation. Um, you know, you can't help your emotions. But I'm pretty... I'm kind of a cool cat when it comes to the big games because I look forward to them and I want to see Arsenal win important games of football, which we haven't done for a long time. We've done a lot this season. Um, we've got an even bigger one on Wednesday. So uh, bring it on. Um, but yeah, people, big up to you. Smash the like button if you haven't already. If you haven't already, do it when you watch it back. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's me, man. Um, Albert JTV, um, over and out for this match with you, man. So yeah, people, find my outro. Arsenal one, Brentford one, six points ahead. Not playing great football, but I move on to Wednesday. Come on, you flipping gunners. Let's do this. <laughs>